You're now listening to the world famous Change Your Mind. Change Your Mind. Change Your Life. Change Your Life. Podcast. Broadcasting worldwide with your host, Robert Paisola. Ladies and gentlemen, give way for Robert Paisola. Broadcasting on 107.1 on the Man Cave Podcasting Network and beaming worldwide on the Spectavision Satellite Radio Network live from Las Vegas. Today's episode is brought to you by Mercedes-Benz, featuring sleek luxury and pure elegance. Visit your local Mercedes-Benz dealer today and take advantage of exceptional deals for 2022. Bringing you the top news and guests from around the globe on finance, credit, life, or just how to fix that dent in your pocketbook from COVID-19. It's Robert Paisola, the CEO and president of Western Capital International. And he's in the studio live, live, right now. feeling do you get when you drive the 575 horsepower supercharged V8 Jaguar F-Type R? Try all of them. Discover the powerful performance that makes driving a Jaguar like no other sports car in the world. Learn more at JaguarUSA.com. Can you tell us all your names? 
I'm Savannah Ross. Jaden Andriotti. Sophie Wheeler. And how old are you all? I'm 19. I'm 17. I'm 18. What was that like for you just now? I, I bawled. <laughs> to see Lin Manuel Miranda in person is like a huge deal. And then also just like the fact that like Broadway is reopening. Yeah, the energy yeah. is just like amazing. Yeah. Everybody's so excited. I had goosebumps covering my entire body. It was incredible. Jessica. And you're here to see everything. We're seeing eight shows in six days. Oh my god, where are you here from? Uh from Colorado. And you're here for like Broadway reopening? Yeah, that's why we're here. We were supposed to be here in May of 20. We come to Broadway two or three times a year. Oh, wow, cool. So this has just been a, a year and a half of not being able to do that. Yeah, a year and a half of heartbreak. We both cried when the plane landed. Like it's just amazing. We were so happy to be here. Hi there. Um, I'm from the New York Times, yeah. just over here talking about people about Broadway reopening. Uh -huh. Can I talk to you? Yeah, totally. What's your name? My name is Isabel Beckner. Isabel Beckner. And where are you from? I'm from Nebraska, but I just moved to New York in June. Whoa, just moved here during the, sort of during the pandemic. Well, it was towards the end of it, but yeah. So the show, um, you're here in the Wicked line, and you're like kind of close to the front of the line. I know, I'm feeling super excited. Not like the front gets me better seats, but I'm seeing <laughs> Wicked on opening night. Yeah, yeah, have you I'm seen it before? Not on an opening night. Yeah, on a opening night, it's I funny. I was born yet. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> probably not. I don't know if I was born yet. But you just got here, so does it feel good to like have arrived right at the moment when everything it is? It feels really good. Like everything feels alive again. I was at home in Nebraska waitressing for a whole year during COVID, just like pining after a city that's dead right now. And then it was alive and I said, shit, I'm getting an apartment and I'm moving. So you're happy you're here? Oh, I'm so happy I'm here. I'm so excited. Oh, they did? Okay. Oh, then we better go follow Michael, them. Michael, which way did they go? Okay, so wait, we're supposed to go up here? Yeah, look, you have to understand, this is a shutdown without any historical precedent. Broadway has been closed for a year and a half. After the terrorist attacks of September 11th, it was only closed for two days. Mm. I've seen labor disruptions and weather events it has never been closed for anything like this length of time and no one could have imagined how long it turned out to be it's been devastating for the industry and for the city mm -hmm. broadway of course is a home for a lot of artists and a good paying home it also is a place that creates a lot of economic impact for restaurants and taxi drivers and hotels and it's also a symbol of the city and as long as Broadway has been closed, it has sent a signal that New York is not fully back. Right. So now Broadway is coming back, or at least it's trying to. Just this week, we saw five shows starting or restarting performances, including some of the biggest shows in Broadway history, like The Lion King and Wicked and Hamilton. 
But there's one show starting performances today, Friday, that's an especially poignant example of all that's at stake, and it's a new musical called Six. Divorced. Beheaded. Died. And what can you tell me about the show? Divorced. Beheaded. Survived. So Six is a British pop musical about the wives of Henry VIII. You might remember he was married six times and none of the marriages worked out all that well. The conceit of the show is that these six wives are presented as contemporary pop stars. Hmm. So yeah, they sing in the styles of like Beyonce and Britney Spears, Miley Cyrus, Adele. Sitting here all alone on a throne in a palace that I happen to own. Bring me some pheasant, keep it on the bone. And they're dressed in these kind of costumes that have like elements of Tudor architecture and contemporary nightclub party wear. <laughs> it's super fun, really poppy, energetic confection, but it's also kind of about something serious. It's a revisionist mm -hmm. feminist take on who these women were. Leading up to March of 2020, this show was shaping up to be a really substantial hit on Broadway. Hmm. And why was that? Look, Six has this amazing backstory. It was dreamed up by these two college students, Toby Marlowe and Lucy Moss. They were at Cambridge together. You must think that I'm crazy. You wanna replace me, baby. And they cooked up this show to bring to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. And it was almost immediately a sensation there. And they start getting approached by commercial producers who are interested. They have no idea what to do. Ultimately, they wind up recording a kind of cast album even before they've had a professional production. That album becomes a tiny bit of a sensation. The show takes on a life on social media. I remember the show winds up in London and I took a group of uh, middle school kids on a New York Times trip there the summer of 2019. And I was telling the kids that we were gonna go see Six and a couple girls started singing some of the songs for me. <laughs> and I'm like, how do you know those songs? You've never seen the show. And they said TikTok. And I knew then, like, this has the ingredients to be a hit. So the show is a hit in London. It's touring the UK. It's even playing on some cruise ships. But let's be honest, in the theater world, Broadway is the gold standard. Right. It's the place that commands the most money, the most attention. And Six is 
barreling toward what the producers hope is going to be a long and lucrative run here. Mm -hmm. They get a theater. It's called the Brooks Atkinson Theater. It's on West 47th Street in the heart of Times Square. And as fate would have it, they schedule an opening night for March 12th of 2020. Look, can you walk me through your day, March 12th, 2020? Mm -hmm. I, I, it's, 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 um... Yes, it, I can walk you through that day. This week, I went with some of the producers from your show to talk to the cast and crew about what that day and then that night were like. The day started where I took my change of clothes to work. We talked to the American producer, Kevin McCollum, who's a Broadway veteran. He co-produced Rent and Avenue Q in the Heights. But I, I knew there was a lot to do. Uh, that day, and, and I had all the gifts waiting for everybody at the office that I was going to distribute at the theater. And... and he told us he was getting ready for a big night. Of course, he was going to give gifts to the cast and the crew. You know, I had a lot of people from London here, and I had also people here from L.A. who were working on that. He knew that all these people had come in from out of town to celebrate the opening night of this show. And we had a, a hundred and... $70,000 of sushi, a towel waiting for us downtown. A ton of sushi and uh, I'm sure some six-themed swag, which would be like purple and a lot of crowns. It's a magical time to look each other in the eye and say, this is what we made together at this time. And there will never be another time like this in our lives. And it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. So everything was very much in motion. This was going to be a traditional big opening night. Absolutely, but I gotta take you back to that period in March of 2020. There is this pandemic that is sort of closing in. It has reached America, it is present in New York. Someone had gotten ill in another show for a matinee the day before. Moulin Rouge, another musical, had canceled its matinee that very day because there were infections in the cast. And I had also heard one of our line ushers had been diagnosed as positive, even though they were not in the theater. At Town, they banned actors from greeting fans for autographs at the stage door. It was a trickle that then turned into a waterfall of we're going to have to do something. There was a sense that the walls were sort of closing in. I got a call at around 11 o'clock uh, from the league saying, you need to come to the league. We got some information. So I'm. And then you know, Kevin gets called to this emergency meeting. It's at the Broadway League, which is a trade association of theater owners and producers. So I got there and everybody who had a show running was sitting around this table that holds like 40 people, but there were like 60 people. And they say the governor is going to have a moratorium on performing and he's going to close Broadway at 7 p.m. And I raised my hand and I said, excuse me, I have an opening at 6.30 and I have paparazzi coming at 5.00. And right now it's 12. We have to get to the governor and we have to say, it has to be five or earlier or just close it now. Good afternoon. So that press conference, I think it was about 2.30, 3 o'clock, I think. Broadway theaters in Manhattan, where it will go into effect five o'clock today. 
I was watching it, and he did say we're closing Broadway at 5 p.m. We've already been talking to the Broadway theaters, and they are aware that we're going to be doing this, uh, so they have notice. These rules don't apply. One of my best friends was coming to see the show that night, and we had been texting throughout the course of the day, and um, I got a text from her as I'm, like, about to hop into the shower to get ready. So now imagine the cast and crew of six, their phones start ringing, they're getting texts. I was about to get into the makeup chair when I started uh, getting all these texts. And well, the first was from a friend being like, I'm so sorry. And she's like, hey babe, I don't think your show's happening tonight. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> their agents, their friends, everybody wants to know, have you heard, are you okay? Like, I went to get my nails done, went to go buy a top for the after party, and then I was in Zara and I got a text from one of our agents here saying, have you seen this? And it was a Playboy article saying, Broadway to go dark as of 5 p.m. today. And I was like, what, 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 what do I do now? Like, what, like, logistically happens now? Like, is everyone okay? Am I, am I gonna, like, leave New York tonight? Tomorrow? When is the city shutting down? Are they gonna stop flights? Like, what happens next? We'll be right back. Verizon did it again. They were just named America's most reliable network by Rootmetrics. And this isn't the first time. In fact, they've won this honor 16 times in a row, proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why they're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network, Verizon. Best and most reliable based on Rootmetrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined, not specific to 5G networks. Mm, yeah, first it was, oh, it's going to be a month. That's fine. I'm sure you remember, like at that point, March of 2020, we thought this was gonna last a few weeks. And then it was like, mm, it's probably gonna be next year. And then I was like, okay, I should probably find a job. <laughs> but of course, over time, people started to understand that this was gonna last a lot longer than a month. And the cast and crew of six, each of them has to make a decision about what to do. I stayed in New York for about six months before I had to make some decisions financially to try to reduce my expenses, so I ended up Everyone working on Broadway got pay and health insurance for a few weeks, but then it ended, and... We were completely dependent on um, unemployment, essentially, which was a rocky road for some. Some people never got it. Mine took several months, and, and when it did kick in, it, it was a lifeline for me. Cause they did what they could to make ends meet. And aside from that, I was doing a lot of virtual voice lessons. I was teaching virtually, which is not something I ever thought I would ever do. Like, I don't- You know, the closing was extended and extended and extended. Like, I'm sure a bunch of other people, my mental health just plummeted. It was a lot of frustration and depression and anxiety over when are we gonna come back? Is it gonna be a year? Is it gonna be two years? Like, why is it taking forever? I've got really strong memories of 
questioning all of it because I think, you know, if you're in any other profession and like your place of work, your factory shut down for a huge stretch of time, you'd retrain. There's no way you'd stay in that and be like, no, I'm just going to stick it out. And so I think there's a sort of um, uh, real sadness about the future of theatre, which is compelling. And, you know, for some of them, it prompts a kind of existential crisis. Is this career, this industry, this art form that I love gonna work? My friends who were having to have really serious questions about whether or not it was worth pursuing this um, career. And then I, I actually did consider, I was like, what if I never do go back onto the stage? Like, what will that be like? Should I stay in theater or is this just too fraught for me? And then, uh, welcome everyone. Uh, we in May of this year, they finally get some hope. The show's open September 14th. Governor Cuomo gives Broadway the green light to reopen in the fall. They have to have a play to put on, and uh, they're in the process of doing that, but the tickets go on sale tomorrow. Yes. Yeah, so how did you learn that Six was coming back, and what was that like? I was going to a doctor's appointment, and I was sitting in the parking lot in my car, and we all got an email that said, the first show back, September 17th. This is when tickets are going to go on sale. And we kind of knew about what date it was going to be, but having that official email with an exact, an exact date just, like, put me over the edge. I was just, like, hot, crying mess in my car, then about to walk to the doctor's office and they're like are you okay i was like yeah fine i'm just really happy like full emotional breakdown but it was just that that kind of feeling of relief that okay i guess we're we're actually okay enough that we can we can think about going back so in august Everybody's back in New York, and they get together for their first rehearsals. What's it been like being back? It's been great. It's been crazy. It's been jarring. It's been fun. I walked into that session like, guys, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm so scared, and I'm blah, 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 blah. It's been emotional. It's been tiring. It's such an emotional moment, and they're having to start over. I'm terrified. I was like, oh, God, can I do this musical again? I don't even know. I haven't danced in so long and haven't sung eight times a week, for sure. Can I do it? I don't... They have to relearn all the dance steps. Like, this is a highly choreographed show. So we're going straight into the dance break five. You know, your muscle memory uh, retains some of that, but other parts of it just slip away. Oh, loving the whack and yourself with the You know, when we got into the rehearsal room and we were going through choreography, it was, and a lot of people saying, it's just going to be like riding a bike. And I'm like, you don't know what this show takes. But that rest? Down. Really? Are these our last poses? Yes. Our team was actually really great. I don't know if the other girls spoke about it. it. Took time to have moments in rehearsal for everyone to kind of check in with everyone and be like, okay, how are you feeling? And even that, I think for me and for some of us, it was like, oh, how am I feeling? I haven't really thought about it. We've all been kind of just keeping our heads above water for a while. So even that was brought some things up, but ultimately, made us more connected 
and just helped us tune into each other even more. And, and, and that's been really valuable as we've moved forward, just because we feel more, more, more connected and tuned in with each other, which only helps for, for this show. And of course for life, which is most important. So is there a Groundhog Day quality to this? I mean, you went all the way through previews. You've done all this before, and here you go again. Yeah. Do, you know, do you know what? It, it really doesn't feel Groundhog Day. There, there's a Groundhog quality to it of, like, you know, like, being back in these spaces, and but, like, but it is just, like... Well, I got into my apartment, and it smelled exactly the same as my old apartment. I was yeah. like, oh, my gosh, like, full-on Groundhog. I was like, is this going to be a repeat? But getting into the room, everyone's just a new person bringing their new selves. And the actors and the writers and everyone involved with Six told us this time away had really changed them. Like, getting that cab from JFK to Midtown and, like, seeing New York in the flash, in the cement. And I was there just like, gosh, we, like, I've made it to New York. Yeah. That is a really exciting step. And then, like, they were back. Six was finally going to have its big moment on Broadway. And some of that felt familiar. But they all expressed this new sense of appreciation for this moment. And then, like, seeing the queens in rehearsals and being like, wow, so grateful that I'm here. And just, like, being in, in the theater yeah. now talking to you, it's like, I'm so grateful we've got this far. I'm going to be, like, grateful for, like, every bit of, of the return yeah. of theater. The word they used over and over after such a long time away from each other and from theater, was gratitude. The, the gratitude of being here this time round compared to last time round. Yeah. It's so much stronger, which is a really nice experience. Yeah, those are hard questions. And the truth is, I don't know the answers yet. But what I can tell you is that I'm going to be at six tonight. And I've been out all week. Walking up to uh, 49th Street. They're so happy to be back, but also they're asking these same sorts of questions you are. There you go, first aisle on the right. Thank you. I guess it's just really important also, though, to remember that risk and uncertainty and even disappointment, they're all kind of baked into Broadway. What do you mean? I'm in the orchestra 112. Well, most shows don't work. Most shows open and then close relatively quickly in a kind of collapse of disappointment and sometimes recrimination. And, you know, just think about all the bumpy journeys told on stage. Think about Simba in The Lion King and his years in the wilderness. Think about Alexander Hamilton and his kind of career and almost marriage-ending personal scandal. And think about a chorus line, which is like directly about the kind of hopes and dreams and endless disappointment and unfairness and aggrievedness of people desperately yearning uh, to make their way in the theater. You know, the stories that these artists are telling are so often about challenge and danger and disappointment and hurdles. And usually it builds toward a happy ending, but not always. And you kind of right. don't get to know when you first settle into your seat.
So I am now about to find my seat for the show. Oh, I'm sorry. No worries. Oh, oh my God. something special. Oh my gosh, that was amazing. Have you guys seen this before? <laughs> yes, her yeah. dog is named Elsie. <laughs> oh my goodness. So like, we're, we're, we're fans, for sure. I saw this show for the first time when I was seven. Oh. And my parents, I listened to the cast album and I was obsessed with it. And my parents surprised me and we flew to New York to see the show. And I credit that with why I live in New York City now, just like, fell in love with Broadway, theater, New York. So this is just kind of like, I don't know, after the last year of everything that we've gone through, it's just very, very full circle. Full circle for me. Like, it's funny, there was a big, like, musical theater TikTok trend. Everyone wanted to be at Wicked specifically, because the first line of the show is, it's good to, it's see, good me. to see me, isn't yes. it? Like, yeah. you to respond, that was rhetorical. So everyone wanted to be in this room, because it is, it's so good to see the show, to see theater be back and that have everyone under one roof and in a crowd for the first time in a year and a half. Like, yeah. it's kind of, it's weird, but also very exciting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> been listening to the world famous change your mind change your mind change your life podcast we hope we've helped you get on the road to do both make sure to like rate and review the show we'll be back soon but in the meantime hook up with us on facebook clubhouse twitter spotify 
Apple Podcasting, Google Podcasting, and Instagram at Rob underscore Pisola. Reach out to us by phone at 1-800-373-8913 and send your questions or comments to VIP at westerncapitalmedia.com. Until next time, this has been the world-famous Change Your Mind, Change Your Life podcast.